Hey, podcasters. This is your host, Chuck Tuck. Thank you again for joining me today. And thank you for constantly coming back and listening. Uh, Please don't forget, share, like, even donate. Dollars and cents always helps this channel keep growing and going. Uh, Anyhow, today I've got a couple of guests. I've got a very special guest, Nikki Salapu. Salapu. I'm not for sure if I'm pronouncing it correct or not. But Nikki is a FIFA World Cup player. So he was actually in a game uh, for the World Cup 2002 qualifier where they lost 31-0. to This was the American Samoa team against Australia. So we're going to talk a little bit about that, some of the other mishaps, some things that have been happening in his life and his career going forward. We also just talk about life in general and just about a lot of things definitely stick around until the towards the very end of our conversation uh it's really heartfelt so there's some stuff he's going to share with us again this is chuck tuck your host and today i have nikki salapu and al land as my guests oh one thing they agreed to be a reoccurring guest So we, the three of us, will be doing this uh, possibly once, maybe twice a month. So we are also recording it with video. And I will let you know a little bit later where and when you can watch the video. So without further ado, let's get going. Water, yes. Yeah, I drink way too much water. Everybody should be on. I think your mic should be on. You can adjust it to how you want. Oh. Oh. This is... Yeah, so I watched all this thing about the Oh, that's my sister. Hey, I'm in the middle of a podcast right now (laughs) on video. (laughs) (laughs) And you're being recorded now, too. Hi, y'all. Hello. Hi. We got Nikki over here. He uh, played in the uh, World Cup in the FIFA soccer football. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Okay, so I better talk to you later. <laughs> yep, bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> so, you didn't say hi, Al, did you? I almost sounded like Al, <laughs> didn't I? No, I didn't. Uh, oh. So, um, yeah, the movie stuff you were talking about. Yes, uh, about, um, you know, about... Uh, um, Bruce Willis, for an example. Mm-hmm. Bruce Willis, for an example, is like his well-known uh, uh, like actor. Famous, yeah. Yeah, famous actor. And then when we watch, you want one now? Oh boy. And then That's we watch. Sure. Uh, we watched a movie about him um, not so long ago, and then we saw him um, like really, really bad acting. Bruce, really bad. Bruce acting. Willis? No, not Bruce Willis, oh, but okay. the movie was really bad. Really, really bad. And then we saw another movie that we Frasier. Remember, uh, what's his name? The guy from Frasier. Yeah, I know. Frasier. Grain. Yeah. Grain. Um, <laughs> um, I know. Kelsey. Kelsey. Kelsey Grammer. Kelsey yep. Grammer. Yes. So mm-hmm. he was in this another movie that we watched, mm-hmm. you know, from Redbox, and then it was like really bad. He was a like he was a good actor, but like he the people, are, yeah, yeah, but the people around him yeah. acting, I was like. Wait a minute. It was an independent. People? So, yeah. and I think they do independents. I think they do independent movies. 
to just ground, oh. ground them. I think that's the point. But I was just weird. It's just like, you know, how are you going to, like, you know, from your acting professional level this high to the low level of acting career? Like, you know. Money, money, money. No, but also, it might be bringing them back to, you know, the, the helping people out and yeah. bringing them back down. Oh, but it was like, okay, Using from. clout. I guess it would be. <laughs> but he was from in this movie, uh, like from Transformer, to the movie that we just watched like two weeks ago, like two days ago. Transformer. So he was from Transformer, the right. more the, the movie that. Oh, it's Mark like, Wahlberg. Yeah, with Mark Mark Wahlberg in it, and mm-hmm. then it's like you know with uh, with Kelsey in it. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute, you're He's from a popular movie a to a worst movie in the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I want to know the name of that movie though. Um. If I had my phone over here, I would have seen it, but it's like, I totally forgot the name of it, but it's like, we watch it, and it was just completely, completely bad. Oh. Really bad movie. Yeah. But you but don't like know how it's going to turn out. You don't know how it's going to turn out when they start. Yeah. Right? Because, I mean, there's a lot of actors that do those independent movies, and then all of a sudden they, st- it, it, whatever it is, and then it could all of a sudden just catapult them. That's true. I, it's, I'm just trying to think about what movie was it that catapulted somebody that. But you know, um, yeah. But I was just wondering What's if it? it was just like looking for. Oh, yeah. But I was just wondering if they're looking for money, like you know, just like you know, they're low of um, of financial, and then it's just like, okay, you know what? If they're asking me to get, you know. To do this movie, I would get, I would do this movie, you know, because I want money. So, Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> I met that guy in, in, in New York. Did you? Yes. He's done some I independence. Sure Mr. Frost was one of them. I did oh, not see Mr. Frost. Actually, it's a, it's a weird movie, but he's, um, yeah. Well, he ends up being somebody that you didn't think he was. <laughs> Without destroying the movie, it's actually a really good movie. It's a really good independent. I, I, uh-huh. I met him over. He's a murderer. In, Oh, in the movie! Wow! And there's people buried in his basement, or under oh. under his house. So it's wow. actually a, a good movie, and it's an independent. So, if, as far as I remember, he was the only most most recognized actor in there. Based on a true story? Uh, that I don't think so. Oh, I have I no idea. I never seen it before. But I met that guy in you New did? York, and then I shook his hand like on the counter when I was trying to come over and uh, get my room key. Um, you know, in the front desk. Hi. Huh. Seems like he's a really cool guy. Like, really? You know, he yeah. seems like a good guy. He, he was a really, cool. really cool guy to hang out with. If you, So I shook his hand. I was like, hey, can I have an autograph with you? Or can I have a picture with you? And then he's like, um, I don't know, but I'm really busy. I'm just having, a, you know, something going on down in downtown that I really need to go. It's like, I don't mind, yeah. But... You know, that's the thing with, I think, with some of those famous people is like when we want to approach them and get an autograph and we say, yeah. oh, we would love a show. It's like, I, I wonder if they get really tired of it or, or if they're okay with it because they're there because we bought the movie tickets and we're mm-hmm. a fan of theirs. Right. Yeah. But, it, you know, there's certain things that, you know, there's humble people in acting. Um, um, career or like you know uh, industry and then there are some people that is like is really uh, pain in the ass like you know like you know to deal with 
Wait, then, wait a second. Yeah, well, Nikki, you're an international soccer player, foot, football player. What about oh. you? Did, you did, have you ever had anybody come up and say, oh, my gosh, no. I'm there, a great fan. Can I have an autograph? There's a bunch of them. There's um, when I went to Dubai. There's a guy, um, there was like four people came over to me and it's like, um, this is like all the picture of you that I need to deliver to my family and then I need to sign all of them. I was like, dude, do I have to do all the autograph for those? I was like, yeah, it's from my family. So it was like another guy brought like 10 pictures and the other guy brought like eight pictures and the other one brought 12 pictures. I was like... Do I have to? And then the guy like, organizing like uh, a charity tournament who was supposed to be in front of the Emirates Palace. Um, he's like, um, guess what? We have a charity tournament that we need to participate. Can we please like, you know, I was like, can I do this really fast? And then it was like going like this. But the other time when I was in uh, New Zealand, I was in New Zealand, and then um, after the game, I after the game we played against New Zealand. So we came over on the grandstand and went there, like you know, to watch another game. And then um, there was like five girls, college girls. I like this story already. So they came over and was like, "Hey, can we get your autograph? Can we get your picture?" So I was like, "Yeah, why not?" Why not? So I came over and then it was like, "I have pictures with them." So the other one is like, "Can I have your autograph on the back of my shirt?" And then she was like, "This." I was doing it. The other one came over and was like, "Can I have a few pictures of you?" And then it's like doing over here on the, like the arm. And then guess what? The other no. one came over and said, can no. I have your autograph on my right chest? Right here. <laughs> so she put it down her her um, you know her shirt, like just to barely cover the nipples. And mm-hmm. then I was like, can you sign your autograph right there? <laughs> well, that um, is legal if you're no. not showing the nipples. Did you huh? say no? Oh, I didn't say no. <laughs> I have to say yeah. <laughs> I was in that age and I was like, hey, get going, you know? Oh, man. Uh, well, hopefully we're not recording this. Oh, yeah, it's all being recorded. <laughs> but I, I, I can always edit and delete. Hey, there's a picture of somebody at the front door of that camera right there. Is that a ring camera? That's a ring camera. Wow, that is so kind of cool. Oh, that's really I'm cool. I'm in your camera. No, that's cool. It doesn't matter. And that is so awesome. <laughs> did you guys, speaking of ring and all that stuff, did you hear about the new um, ring security camera that's coming out in a couple of, maybe a couple of months, the one that, the fly ring or something like that? Mm-mm. Oh, this is crazy. What, is like a, a drone going up on the air with the ringtone? Yes, it's that's made by so ring. and That's uh, what... We thought I thought of this a while ago. So when someone does something, it comes ring. We were talking this. about that so, inside the, the warehouse the other day. You can turn. You, you can you can have a pre-planned flight pattern through yeah. your house, and when you want to see what's going on or something happens, you hit the button. The drone goes. It flies through the pre-flight pattern through your house. It's wow. a drone, and it's only going to cost something like two hundred or two oh, fifty. Perfect, man. They're ahead of their game. Yeah. 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 Oh, what? <laughs> I, it's yeah, it's um, just crazy. But um, so oh, crash, click. Yeah, I'll probably just match that out. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, we've been talking about a lot of stuff, but we haven't really even talked about you. 
Yeah. Who are you? I'm, Mickey? I'm just a guy that is like here enjoying beer with you guys. <laughs> oh, 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 wait a second. I guess we should officially be wearing yeah. our masks, shouldn't yeah, we? we? Sorry. Have to. Um, the yeah, first so part of, video. The first uh, part of this video yeah. is going to be audio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, please don't uh, put any hate mail for us. Yeah, we just forgot. $100,000 going on around. <laughs> um, yeah, should we just kind of sort of kick it off and we'll just... Yeah, yeah. So um, actually, it's like... Why don't you uh, tell us really who you are? I mean, you're a international soccer football player. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're, you're a goalkeeper. Boy, this, this really muffles me, doesn't it? It feels like I'm wearing a panty or something like that. I feel like, I'm, you know, uh, you, can, you can charge me with $200,000, but I can't yeah, even talk I'll, without I'll, that. How about if I do this? <laughs> so that I can't even talk. So, um, oh, I can't we've breathe. we've been in quarantine for 14 days. So yeah, we, we did. Yeah, we okay. yeah, I was we quarantined. Should. I was quarantined for 14 days. Uh, yeah, I can't breathe. I can't even breathe either. I can't even talk and breathe at the same time. Uh, yeah, Nikki. So, yeah, might as well go ahead and kick this off. I mean, you, like I said, you're a uh, a an international football soccer player. You've yeah. played with various teams, uh, American Samoa. You've played with Austria. Right? No, actually, First, that was a wrong, uh, that was a false statement. That was? It was a false statement. Well, that needs to be corrected off the internet. Yeah, because with uh, Wikipedia, it didn't work that way. That's exactly yeah. where I got that information from. Yeah. So it's a good thing because you're the first one who knows that. <laughs> wow. Look at that. And you know yeah. what was crazy? You your research. They, they said that you were paid, mm. you went over there and signed a contract for 850 U.S. Nope. dollars and went to Austria. Wow. They, they owe you money. I know. It should be. <laughs> they wow. should send me that amount of money that they owe me. No, That's 10 cool. times that. Knows about it, though. Yeah, but so now it's like you're the first person that ever known this. It's like this is like uh, the most interesting uh, subject that we've discussed <laughs> the whole time. Wait a second. I thought all the infidelities uh, that all the yeah. other players, you know, were that. I thought that was the uh, no, exciting. No, that was before no. this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now it's just like everyone's just like, wait a minute. We saw you on the Wikipedia. It's like you've been playing in austria for like you know that amount of money but no it never happened wow okay shoot so how how, how about some of the stuff that said that um uh like 2001 was it 2001 yeah <sighs> where the team except for you um everybody on the team their visa or something like that yes they they, they it was not they, they could not get into the country to play play the world cup so to be honest is like we used to have a great squad there was some sounders you know semi-pro player was supposed to come over and play for us it was six of them that was supposed to participate in that uh in that tournament in australia when we have the 31 zero mm. but with the uh, with the identification thing, that you know the, the passport situation didn't happen. Excuse me. So we have Costa Rica players, we have Chile players, we have uh, Puerto Rico players, we have American players. This whole squad, and then we have four. Um, national players from Samoa were supposed to play for us. And then two New Zealand players were supposed to play for us. 
And then all this gone down here because it's like, this is like two weeks before the tournament start. <laughs> two weeks before the tournament start. And this is a FIFA. This is FIFA World Cup qualifications for 2022, uh, for 2002 World Cup in South Korea and Japan. So it didn't happen because it's like um, so we so when that um, when that failed for us with the passport situation um, we have to find anyone have an American passport to go play for our team. Well, that's like anyone. Um, so that's like playing the uh, basketball equivalent of pickup. You just yeah. pick somebody up off the street exactly. and you play exactly. <sighs> So you have like anyone, like any strangers, like you know, who don't even know if they ever played soccer before. So you're not a team at this point. No, we were trying to figure out how many people that we can put in in this team to go in Australia because, by law, if you don't have a team, you have to pay a fine (laughs) for the World Cup qualifier. So we ended up like you know, going to high school. We gotta go to any youth program wow. and the it was only two of us that was old in that team the older guy was 24 and i was only 20 years old and then the rest of them was high school plus four eight crater was playing in our team four eighth graders four eight craters four eight craters was playing against real professional players from england that was playing in that tournament and this so, is the first time they've played with you guys. First time I ever yeah. played with them. Yeah. Yeah. So you're not really a cohesive team. No. At this wow. point. We're not even like a team that we, we, pref- we, you know, prepare for like for a long amount of time because it's like in Australia, for example, they prepare their national team for a year before we, they play in the international level. Wow. So it's like the same thing with any other team. But us... We set up this team for only two weeks before we fly to Australia to play against Australia. If you watch like the whole thing against Australia, like us against Australia, you will see the difference between people who know how to play soccer and people that don't even know how to play soccer. But I put all the effort that you know, um, you know, um, very proud of them. Like you know, they didn't even know how to play soccer, but they tried you know really hard to hold their ground yeah they made an effort right yeah they did some but not all of them but it's like you know they did you know try the best they can you know and then for me i was like you know i never you know that was my first international game for american samo because i used to play for winston samo national team so and there is a difference between a Winston and American mm-hmm. Samoa. Yes. There's a huge difference. So when I play down there, there's more reliability for me to hold my crown. You know, like you know, to be more um, solid and stable. But playing for American Samoa without the you know those original player before we went to Australia before the the basketball thing. It would be a different story. Hmm. Um, I don't know. This is kind of jumping all over the place, but since you've played internationally mm-hmm. and and you've played in the states, of course, America, right? Mm-hmm. 
what's the difference? I mean, is uh, uh, the 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 crowd different, and is your game plan any different? Do you put on a show when you're in America, or do you play the sport? Um, yeah, to be honest, I just play the sport that I love. You know, there's like there's a difference between having passions, and you know, and then just be a celebrity on the soccer field. <laughs> so if you if you want to be a celebrity and to become famous in soccer, that it's your own you know uh, way of playing. But it's for me, it's just like I always want to be a soccer player and a football player in a they like in with passions and love. Yeah. So there's a difference between love and you know and then be somebody that you don't want to be. So Al. Have you ever played soccer? I have. In junior high. Was that professional? <laughs> Very professional. No, it was not. I barely played soccer. You know what the one thing, Nikki, that uh, just kind of blew me away is um, I played soccer when I was little, mm-hmm. uh, the junior league stuff. But then, I don't know, maybe 20 years ago, I, I, I went to Idaho. I was dating a gal. And her mm. son played uh, soccer. So, and it was a tournament weekend. I went there, and I looked. I'm like, how come there's like a hundred trophies? Oh, everybody's a winner. Wow! Because all be of this, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, it's, and then what I noticed is like the front line is it, like I had the center and I had the I can't remember now I can't remember all the positions I had the 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 two next to the center and then the wings. But so we had five guys on the front line and all of a sudden they're only having four people and then they have like three fullbacks and stuff like that. Yeah. Things have just changed. Yeah, I, I was just like, what happened to soccer? So. It's like, you know, right now it's like the whole soccer way of, like, for me, like, watching U.S. soccer is, like, it's completely different, like, you know, mm-hmm. from uh, uh, from other football associations. Mm-hmm. Because it's like United States soccer is just a completely weird. Really? Okay. I would think so. What, from what I know, because it seems like America, yeah. um, the U.S., let me clarify that. Likes high-scoring games. Soccer is not a high-scoring game, yeah. Uh, typically, um, and they want to see a score and a score and a score and score. Oh, but it seems like when you watch soccer, like internationally, mm-hmm. you see the development of the yep, play, exactly. and that's what's cool. Is they're trying to make this play mm-hmm. happen, yep. and that's the cool thing about the international soccer. What I've noticed. Oh, you know what? That's that's it. Like you know, that's the whole thing about like what Al says is like you know. It's all about development. Mm-hmm. It's all about how you develop the game from the back to the front, and how you, you know, like to rotating the ball like in certain ways. It's like you know to make sure that you have to pass that defender so you can score that goal. You know, for me personally, when I watch soccer, that's why I love watching British soccer and like European soccer because the way they play is it's like they all build around it, like you know touch like you know passing from each side to each side like you know until they finish it but in american football american soccer they're like they're playing football american Mm -hmm. football Mm -hmm. they're like kicking the ball from over here to the goalkeeper i was just gonna mention that that yeah i have noticed that yeah so that's like you know that's not football that's american football 
Mm-hmm. That's not even like European football. Mm-hmm. You know, what we call soccer. Like, you know, soccer is all about like developing and, you know, and creating. Creating like, you know, good moments. Mm-hmm. How you create good moments to score a goal. You know? And then the, 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 when you don't score the goal, the, you, you miss whatever happens. Yeah. And then you go, ah! Yeah. Is that, yeah. That's right. Yeah. You know, going along with that, I remember seeing with American soccer or even the junior league kind of thing in, in the States with the goalkeeper, with the goalie. They get the ball and it's just like, kick the heck out of that thing and try to get yeah. it all the way down the field as you can, far as you can, and then run and gun it kind of thing. But it's it kind of took away the um, excitement of the yeah, game exactly. to me because it's like all I'm doing is watching the ball go like this. You're running Instead of passing and playing and like I said, instead of setting up a play, mm-hmm. now it's just a kick the heck out of that thing and get it down to the other end and then let's work it into a goal. So I used to coach a team over there in, um, in Milton, in Edgewood and Milton. Where's Milton? Uh, in... Uh, in Federal area. Oh, oh, oh okay. So, like Milton, mm-hmm. Edgewood, and Fife, mm-hmm. you know. So there's a club, it's called Fife uh, FME. And I coached their, their team. And this kid, the, all these kids is like, you know, from rec level. And then this is a select team that I coach. So they brought all these kids in, and then I was like, okay, I can, you know, I can deal with them. So we just do this. And then there's just like two kids just like kicking the ball, kicking the ball. I was like, you kick the ball one more time, go tell your parents to pack your things and then never come back over here. <laughs> That's what I told them. It's like, don't ever kick the ball again. You got to pass the ball or otherwise it's like, you know, you got to go sit down or pick up your stuff and go tell your parents, don't ever come back in this sim. So, and that's how we, like, started. And then we, and then we, we, we developed. And we ended up, like, a uh, runner-up in the, in our divisions. Oh. So, we we play um, one of the best uh, club in Seattle. It's called Seattle United. And that club is one of the famous clubs in Washington. So, so. talking, speaking about, uh, you know, basically going back to the basics, how about for you? When did you actually start playing Football, um, soccer. Do you want me to call it soccer? Or do you want me to call it football? I don't really care. <laughs> okay. You know, it's all, uh, football and soccer is all the same thing. Yeah. You know, I grew up, it's like I never call it football because it's like, you know, in the island, we always call it soccer. So, but in Samoan name for soccer, as soccer, as OKA. As OKA. That's how okay. we call it in the island, soccer. It's like, you know, so we call that, you know, growing up. But anyway, um, we went to, my friend was telling me, it's like, let's go play this, like, you know, the, uh, there's a game that we're playing. And then I never played soccer before. Excuse me. But we always play rugby in front of our, you know, in our village. So this is a house of mm, uh, uh, millions of, like, small houses surrounding a soccer field mm-hmm. and a rugby field. So this rugby field, we always play rugby, and we always play soccer sometimes, but we never have a soccer team. So anyway, I was 11 years old, and then we go to the other village right next to us, and it's like, okay, we joined this soccer team, and then we're going to go play. So we went over and play, and then I was playing outside uh, left back, and I never played goalkeeper before. 
but our goalkeeper got injured, and then I was like, maybe I'll play goalkeeper then. I started over there. It makes really good saves. Save this, save that. And it's like, okay, well, you got to come, like, as a permit, like, you know, uh, like, you know, a uh, permit goalkeeper. So we ended, I ended up, like, you know, and there was a tryout uh, for a U12 that was supposed to go to New Zealand. So I ended up selected as a goalkeeper for our team. I started from there when I was 11. We went to New Zealand. After that, I was 13. Uh, we played for the U13. We went to Australia, and we went to Fiji, Cook Island, and so on and so on. I was like like a little miss, Mr. Celebrity, like, you know, traveling, mm. you know, all over the place. So down in where I'm from, if you go, um, and then before I go to college or to high school, uh, if any of your player in your high school go travel to anywhere, your school will go this high, become popular. Okay, okay. Like really popular. So I went to this school, it's called St. Joseph College, and that was my, uh, because I'm Catholic, and then we went there, our school, like, going really high, like, you know, I was traveling, and I played for the U15, U17, U19, U20, and I was 16, I was playing for the Samoan national team. Wow. Yeah. Did you ever feel a sense of responsibility because, like you said, um, you're becoming famous? No. And now, no. I don't want to be. <laughs> but you are on your way at that time becoming famous because now the school is becoming recognized because yeah. you're traveling and playing internationally. I mean, did that, did that make it to where it made it more difficult for you to perform or play the sport? Were you, were you trying to change certain things about you or, or did you still just play the sport because of oh, the sport? I was still the same, you know, like I always tell out, like, you know, I'm working. It's like, I'm still like the same person. If I'm working or if I'm not working, I'm still going to be like the humble person that I ever have. Like, you know, sports is always sports. Like, you know, and then it's always the sports that I love. Yeah. So if I play the sports, it don't change me. But it makes me excited because there's a lot of girls over there to watch me play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, Al, is he really that humble or is it all about the girls? It's all about girls. But that's the way it is. You have to be like, you know, to be really excited because it's like it, it motivates you. Yeah. You know, before, you know, when, like, when people watching you play, and then if you play good, it's like, you know, makes you really, really, like, you know, because, become something, become something like, it's like you never expected before. But, it, 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 it is always a sport that I love, that, and I just, like, I don't want to, uh, to make people think that, oh, he just played a sport because he wants to become famous, but no, it's all about, like, how you take care of yourself and how you respect the sport that you love. Well, yeah, because, I mean, you're a working guy. Yeah. It's not like you're, hey, I'm famous, I played all over the world, and I'm, I'm no. kind of semi-retired because I got millions coming in. Oh, no. You're a working yeah. guy with a family, and you play soccer because you love yeah. it. If I, if, I have, if I have $2 billion in my account right now, it don't mean nothing to me. 
I was still going to work. Because my dad always tell us, it's like, if it don't work, don't ever live in this world. I'm putting in my pink slip if I had $2 billion out. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, that's what my dad always says. It's like, it's like, you know, I'll tell you a little story about smoking. So my dad is a big smoker. And then he smoked a lot. And when we're like 17 and 18, and then our dad is says like, why are you asking me for a cigarette? Do you work? No. If you don't work, don't smoke. Huh. But if you work, you can buy the cigarette that you want to smoke. So that's the way our dad always tells us. It's like, if you don't work, don't ask for anything. You have to work hard for what you can get. Right. But I'm gonna say we're not condoning smoking. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, but it's like you know that's like you know yeah. That's, yeah, that's the way we grow up. It's like you know our dads. It's like if my brother comes over, it's like, hey dad, can I have a smoke from you? My dad's like, do you work? No. Okay, you have to go find a job so you can buy a cigarette. Making your own decisions, basically. Yes. So basically, like almost like if you didn't vote, you can't complain about how the country's mm, going. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. It's kind of yeah, similar. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like you have to work hard for what you get, you know. Don't try to get something for free. You have to work hard for it. Now, did you ever retire or take a little break from playing? Um, actually, I thought about retiring. Mm-hmm. I thought about, like, leaving soccer and then, like, okay, you know what? Maybe football is not my, you know, kind of, t- you know, kind of thing. You know, yeah. maybe I'm just not going to, you know. But football, I keep thinking about back in football. Football takes me everywhere. Football, it's like it's the center of my life. Yeah. It's like, you know, without football, I wouldn't even be in Tahiti. I wouldn't be in, you know, Cook Island or Australia or New Zealand or Dubai or wherever. I never been in anywhere because it's like it's football. So it's like without football, my life would be horrible. You know, I would be drunk and then like <laughs> beat up by some other people, like you know, like you know, doing drugs or anywhere. Yeah. But it's like football is always like you know, uh, keeping me alive inside. Well, I guess that's uh, on a side note for people who are watching and listening, it's. You find something that you love, yeah. and and you follow it, whether it brings uh, monetary success or not. It, it uh, tends to keep you out of trouble because yeah. it's something that you love, right? Yeah. It's always like you know, it's always giving me like in a straight path of like you know where you can find your main goal in mm-hmm. life. It's like, do you have any goal for um, for anywhere? Like you know, for for any reason. But for me, it's just like, it gave me, like, to motivate myself to continue, like, you know, you know, like to, you know, to be, okay, soccer is like the sport that is always make me laugh and love and then a sharing culture with other people. Like, you know, finding new relationships with other people finding new friendship with other people. So it's like, it's like, it's not about only like, yourself it's about like how you communicate with the world right so it's you almost know? like the solid the the continuity basically soccer has been there with you yeah like your relationship to soccer has been with you since you were a young child and you always come back to it 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because yeah, it's been there. It's yeah. helped you. It helps me, like, growing. And then it's like, you know, and um, to be with a grow model, like a role model from, you know, from my son, for an example. Mm. How so, old is your son? He's 13 right now. Okay. But it's a, a really good thing, like, you know, to make sure that me and my son's like, you know, have a really communications and really good relationship. Yeah. Because soccer bring us together as like a really good, like bonding, you know, excuse me, but it's, it's for me to become like for the young generations. I just want the young generation to not, you know, to not <laughs> feel that left out from yeah. soccer. Or any other sports, you know. You well, have to make sure that, like, soccer or any other sports will bring you life, will bring you, like, you know, love in this world. So. Well, before we get into the uh, the next phase of you playing or your future, um, let's take a quick break. Yeah. Because <laughs> I gotta go pee now. Whoa. <laughs> you can go first on this. I'm gonna hit pause on this thing. It's like I'm going, all right, gotta find a good breaking point. And I gotta make sure everything is getting recorded right. Yeah, uh, that would be really cool. Oh, yeah. Recording there. That's good. What is that? Al, you need to give him a break. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Yeah. Recording. Nice, nice. We should record the whole conversation that we had before. You gonna oh. start out with uh, what's what the no what what's he start what the fuckers what's up the oh yeah what does he say what the fuck he's the master yeah Marin WTF yeah. <laughs> it's man. Have you watched that? Or listened to it? No. Oh, you gotta listen to that. WTF. That's a really good podcast. Podcast. Well, he's the master of podcasting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Did he say that at first, like right in the beginning? He says something but like, what the fuckers, or something like that, yeah. right? But yeah, it's, it's called like, WTF. But that's how I, like, you know, like, thing make it more interested. It's like, you know, for people, like, swearing a lot on the broadcast. Well, I think that's the point, is the breaking the ice saying we can say what we need yeah. to say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It, it, but it's, that's the way it is. It's, it's like you have to yeah. be like, you know, do exactly what it comes from your heart. And, exactly. You know? yeah. yeah. And right off the bat, he's saying, what the fuckers, what the fuckets, what's up, the fucking Oh, whatever. when I was in Australia, it's just like, you know, every single little word that people were saying is like, you know, is that fuck there, fuck there, yeah. fuck there? It's like get fucked. It's like all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> but then in the podcast, he's not swearing that much. Right, right. He's, <laughs> he's not. He just I, opens it up and says, "You can do what you want," and then he goes through, and mm. then it's a normal conversation. I mean, there are f bombs and stuff. Yeah, but it's more of a conversation. Well, what's cool about the podcast, or at least <laughs> definitely for me, because I'm poor. I'm not sponsored by anybody, but we could we could say and do whatever we want. Oh, that would and be it's good. Freedom of speech. <laughs> yeah, Isn't that kind of sort of right? That's what's cool about podcasts. And that's, that's, the, whole, that's the whole reason I came in the United States. It's a free country. No. You didn't come here because of <laughs> soccer? No, I didn't come over here for soccer. I came over here because it's a free country. Well, yeah. Since you were mentioning how we play soccer over here, yeah, you probably did not come oh, over here. Oh, no. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's like... Um, it's like a it's like a worse thing that 
that I ever experienced in my life in uh, soccer, uh, soccer life in the United States. To be honest, what was the worst? Like how much you like you can cost to play in soccer? Like how much that your kid can play in soccer? You go down where I'm at, like where I'm from. You don't cost anything. Mm -hmm. You don't pay anything to play soccer. Yes, you play for free because FIFA is providing everything for any any soccer team in United in in Samoa. But United States don't want to be in FIFA because it's like, guess what? If they're going to be in FIFA, they're going to lose a lot of money. And then I just found out it's like, without money, <laughs> sport will never survive in the United States. Nope. No. And that's why I'm saying it's like, United States is not about soccer. It's all about money. Uh, I, You know what? So I guess that's pretty much the same with any sports in America. It's about your advertisement. It's about money, how much yeah. you can bring in. College sports, people complain mm-hmm. about, you know, oh, I'll bring I'll bring this up. It might be the bad thing. Women's sports, women's soccer. Exactly. You know, they complain that they're not getting paid as much as the men. Um, the unfortunate thing is the men's soccer league is bringing in more money. It may have been that uh, during the women's World Cup that they brought in more viewer on the final uh, the, the the final game. Mm-hmm. But as a whole, throughout the entire season, it's men's soccer who generates more uh, advertising income. So yeah. it's all about money here in the in the state. I agree with that. I think it it seems like. To me, since there is more um, uh, light on those sports and women sports and how much difference they make in in money, that that might change in the future, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, because in movies, right? In just in movies, this is a whole different genre. But um, it seems like they're focusing more on women movies and women being the her- heroine about the movies so it, it's and it seems like it's generating more and more of a monetary value yeah well speaking of that when you say movies like i just watched anna last night right so it's like a good thing then there's like hannah. you know yeah hannah yep yep i just watched anna last night right they're putting they're putting emphasis on um women being the hero mm. instead of always man to be always yes. see the, the problem is united states like you know in soccer wise um, like for the men, for an example, men don't even bring anything in this, you know, in this sport. They're just like, you know, they're just like product that you can go in the store and buy for like for a cheap price. Do you know what I mean? Do you guys follow? It's like you go in the store and there's a cheap thing like right next to the expensive thing. It's like, oh, I'm going to buy the cheap thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's the same thing with men's. But the women's are providing, like, the most expensive, like, you know, product. Mm-hmm. You know, they're selling the most expensive product, but mm-hmm. the men's is not selling any most expensive product. They're it's, not. It's kind of like women give birth and we don't do anything. Exactly. <laughs> no, women yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like, it's like, you know, like, you know, the, the women's, uh, I don't mind them, like, complaining for, like, you know, for, like, making more monies. You know, like... <laughs> Making more money, but the women should deserve more money in the United States than the man does, because the man is they don't even do anything. Right, the women's products. I mean, if you think about it, the women's 
products, there are more women's products than there are men's products. Exactly. Because women buy the most stuff. I would I would think. I'm just going off of so, stores. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Makeup. I'm just talking about makeup. Shoes. Shoes. All the clothing. They buy the most stuff. Yeah. And yeah. then guess what? In soccer in the United States, I don't know about, like, my research is, like, if it's right or wrong, but... There's more female soccer players in the United States than men's does. Well, that's the thing with uh, female soccer. I mean, that has grown a lot. Yeah. yeah. In the yeah. United States. Yep. And then in I the don't United States, it. yeah. And then it's like, for me, it's just like, like I go back, what I say is like, you know, um, why FIFA is not a commit in the United States? Why is like not FIFA taking over the United States? The only reason that FIFA's not like the the only reason that United States like don't ex, uh, accept FIFA because they don't want to lose that amount of money. Yeah, that, that you know that's the thing. Is so we say that it's the women's sports, soccer in particular at this point in time is growing a lot, but it still comes down to the bottom line, the dollars, and what yeah. is it that as consumers are watching and more excited. Um, yeah. Uh, dollars, men. We football today. We were watching um, Seahawks earlier today, and it, it, it's men's football. Well, there's there's a women's football league. The uh, it used to be called the Lingerie LFL, the Lingerie Football League, and now it's IFL. Um, um, yeah. Hey, don't laugh. I took photographs of the very first season that they were on. But I guess what I'm getting at is that those ladies, those women, they play hard and they are treating it like a sport. But we treat it at like it's a spectacle, entertainment. Exactly. And it's like, all right, it's not really real mm-hmm. kind of thing. And I'm not going to pay $100 a ticket. I'll pay $10 a ticket type Just of deal. Just to go drink a beer yeah. and entertain myself. Yep. Yep. So, uh, in a way, the women are getting the raw end of the deal, but I think it's what's hurting it is uh, the consumers, us. Uh, we we just refuse to pay the amount of money that we pay for men, uh, the men's sports. So, but the thing is, is like you know, from the men's soccer, like in a perspective, is it's like, oh, why did you like you know why I'm, why would you spending money for our national soccer team if they're not like you know brought any good in this country like you know like the women does mm-hmm. we we build up a lot of you know we we put a lot of money to prepare our national team to go play the world cup yeah. and when they go they didn't even make it in the world cup qualify for god's sake yeah. that is sick yep, yep. Um, and then it's it's very it's embarrassing how big United States is, but they can't even qualify for your for a World Cup competitions. It. Yeah, support it. Yeah, so what I mean is, it's like if you can't qualify for the World Cup, that means you're not taking this seriously. Right. You're taking this just for a celebrity, like you know, to be a celebrity, like to become something that you like, you know, that no one else, like. 
no one, no one of us is like one to to be. You know. Well, you think of the basketball team, then you throw the basketball team into the Olympics. Yeah. And you say, well, they supported the basketball team going into Olympics because yeah. they're going to try. They're going to dominate it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And if they're not going to dominate it, we're not going to support it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, one area as far as women's sports go that I think that has a, a huge opportunity to grow is softball. The reason being is um, it's exciting watching it. Mm -hmm. Number two is that you don't see men softball, right? Yeah. I did. So, but, I did play. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I did play. You played. No, I did play. But it's not big. Yeah. But softball for women. Because in a way, I think a lot of people think underthrowing and things like that. Oh, it's a women's sport, but it's 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 growing. very popular. It's fast yeah. paced. It's growing. It's exciting. I think uh, I think that's something where it would really yeah. grow for women's sports. And, and that might be an in. The thing is, though, it shouldn't be an in because men don't do it. It should be right. an in be right because everybody does it, and it just happens that women do it as well. Mm -hmm. But uh, that might be an in to get more gravity towards yeah sports. and it's incredible yeah. how they play i mean the pitches i mean we're talking the underarm no. stuff but the way that they throw, they throw the pitches oh, oh, like what, 70 miles an hour yeah. yeah there's no way i can throw that in 70 like especially like in awkwardness it's like throwing there's no way i can do that and like you know yeah, I can I can even go like this in seventy miles an hour. That's like, it's crazy. <laughs> right, it it's be. bowling ball yeah. with a little ball at seventy and miles an hour. Always going in the cutter. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, softball, women's college and stuff is really exciting. Oh. I, I I think it is. So I just watch the college girls. You know, they play. Yeah, you so. watch the college girls. No. <laughs> because it's college but, girls. But it is exciting, right? But, I mean, it's it exciting. exciting. It's yeah, fast-paced. It, yeah. it to me, honestly, it's more exciting than watching Major League best Baseball. Oh, yeah, exactly. It yeah. really is. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, basketball... It's a, I, basketball, it just seems like people are going back and forth across the court and scoring and scoring. Yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's an individual sport. Exactly. It's not a team sport. It doesn't it, seem it, it, That's the thing that I, um, that I, like my son loves basketball right mm. now. Good old yeah, NBA. Um, yeah, so my son, like, uh, we just bought this video game with Kobe Bryant's, like, in front of us, like, the 2021. <laughs> And we um, we bought it for a long time, and then he's like, "Oh, um, Dad, um, I don't have anyone to play with." It's like, well, "Go play it, you know. You good?" And he's like, "Can we play?" No, because every time we play soccer on the video video games, he's always about him talking smack to me. He's like, "Hey, how about that? Oh, how about that? You know, he's like, you know, I'm gonna score you on this and that. You know, he's like in your face. It's like, okay, that that is like about him. He's always talking a lot of smack about me, like every sports that we play, like every game, you know. And it's always like, I'm not gonna play against you in basketball because he's really good in in video games. Mm -hmm. So we ended up like, okay, I will probably gonna play one game, just one game, first quarter. I have only six points. He got 30 <laughs> points. Second quarter, he got 80 points. Oh. And then I got 16 points. And then he's like, 
How about that, Dad? Did you see I got, like, you know, he was dunking right over, and then his three points, like, in your face. I was like, okay, here's the deal. Right after the game, I was like, here's the deal. Don't ever ask me to play against you because you're not asking me to play you because you want to play. You're asking me to play against you because you want, you know, to dominate the situation, and then you want to talk a lot of shit about me, so... It's that's it. So I just don't want to play against him anymore. Speaking about the uh, that and the future uh, sports, what about you and the your future in soccer? Oh, you know what? Go into the soccer thing, like for the games. Mm-hmm. If you go to the World Cup twenty ten, I'm inside that game. The video oh, game. the video, the video game. game. The video game. Really? You FIFA go to FIFA, FIFA World Cup 2010. So someone was asking about that. Yeah, 2010 uh, World Cup. You will see me playing that. That is nice. actually pretty cool. pretty cool. Did you get any money for that? I don't get any money, but the thing is, it's, like, it's all about pride. It's not yeah. about money. Yeah. See, and that's the so, thing, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, if you put my name out there, it's like, it's like at least it's like I'm motivating all the young generations in Samoa to become soccer players. Yeah. Do you do some smack talking? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I oh. do a lot of smack talk. Is it your voice that they're using? Yes. Really? They did ask, uh, they did uh, steal that from the guy um, from Australia, the <laughs> one who wrote the uh, thirty-one nil. Oh, so oh. I have a little smack talk, like in the because he recorded that, and then he's like, "Okay, uh, I think he makes money out of it, but it's just like he sent that over." Okay, so I have to ask you this: as much as it pains me, uh, you are um, you're the only player now. On, on on the current roster, right? Yeah. Um, that was on the 2001 FIFA mm-hmm. World Cup that uh, lost 31 to zero, right? Yes. So, but you did redeem yourself. What what was it? 2011. Yep. Yeah. 2011. And did you get a lot of crap for it? Did they blame um, you, or is this like you know really what happened is you didn't have a team. You were the only person that was the team. It's just like, you guys, uh, where's the defense? Uh, where's the offense? No. And, and you're like, you're playing everything. Yeah. I mean, that had to have been really hard. Did it Did it hurt you emotionally? or? Uh, you know what? To be honest, it's like it hurts me physically and emotionally. Mm. So it was painful. Um, you know, I almost... I was crying most of the time yeah. when I was like, you know, um, like probably 15 minutes before the game. Like, I think halftime, I cried at halftime. I was like, I can't even do this anymore. You know, I can't even stand over there and embarrassing myself more and more. Yeah. So I was like, how am I supposed to like, you know, to come back from like 16-0? How am I going to come back from that? And then... And then I was like, wait a minute. If I don't do this for my country, why am I here then? Yeah. Why I came over here this far to be here if I don't stand up for my country? You know, I, I'm going to put my players on the side. I will still support them 100 million percent. Mm-hmm. But I will fight for, for this until the end. 
And then when I went back in the second half, I was like, uh, it's getting worse and worse. <laughs> and I was like, keep crying. And I was like, God, give me the strength to like to survive for another, you know, for another 10 minutes. Well, I guess that's the testament to you because win or lose, yeah, you were about the sport and the love of the sport. It's yeah. not about fame, fortune, no. and I got to win, got to win. No. It's the love of the sport and playing for your country you were there to represent. So. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I was like, I wasn't even care about what the outcome was. Mm -hmm. I didn't even care the outcomes. I was like, I have to protect this goalpost as much as I can. Yeah. Like, you know, God is my witness. Give me the strength to like, you know, just to protect this goalpost. Yeah. You know, I was asking God most of the times because I got knocked out, like blackout two times. Five minutes stop. I got blackout. Really? Out. You can see that in the video. Yeah, I got blackout five minutes because um, there was a shot that came over straight, like probably like 10 feet away, and then hit me right there. My whole body was on the air. Boom, hit the ground. Got blackout. And five minutes stops, and then continue again. And there was a corner that come over and then I tried to catch and then the player came over and hit me hit butt me on the back of my head fall on the ground face forward got knocked out another five minutes stop wow so I keep continue playing because it's like I can't help it if I stop there will be a worse amount of goal mm -hmm. than the way we're at so well, I mean, you, you, and American Samoa team had been plagued with bad luck yeah. uh, for a while because you even missed a flight, right, from yes. Hawaii. Yeah. Yes. yes well, how did you miss a flight? So anyway, um, I went to uh, Per City, bought some macadamia nuts, and then came back, and then I was really tired. Um, and then I was like, okay, I'm going to slip right, you know, I'm going to take a nap right in front of the gate to people to walk in. Yeah. Okay. I have mega demons, but, um, I think, um, I told my wife to call me, you know, to woke me up, mm -hmm. but my phone was on silence, unfortunately. All these Samoan people walk in this, like going to the gate. When they were calling my name, there was none of them is like, hey, hey. Nikki, wake up. Yeah, is, uh, is the flight is boarding right now. None of them asked me to be like, hey, the border, you know, the flight is boarding right now. None. <laughs> I woke up. I was like, oh, my God. The, I was crying at the airport. You know, I, I did. I cried at the airport. That has happened to me before, too, for work, where I was I was there hours early, decided to take a little nap, and then they changed the gate on me, oh. <laughs> and I didn't know. So it's nothing on you or I, um, okay, and it's, it, it happens, but yeah. it's an unfortunate thing. Um, so what was the outcome? What happened with that particular so game in that situation? I didn't go there. Um, there was no other flights to go down there. Um, there was Where was it that you were flying to again? To Samo. So, okay. To American Samo. Mm -hmm. But that was Thursday night, and there was another flight that's going to go to Wednesday. Oh, yeah, Monday. So um, I was waiting until that, and then they say, it's like, oh, all the standbys are booked. 
So I was like, there's no way I can like find a flight. So I was looking for any flight to go to New Zealand, to go to Samoa, there was nothing. And then there's says like, oh, Air New Zealand's is like gone like, you know, two minutes ago. I was like, you know, I asked you if there was a flight to go to New Zealand and then you say there was no flight. Like that was yesterday. And then you told me that it was like two minutes, like, you know, the flight left. I was like, that was against Tonga? No. Oh, was um, that one against? And that was uh, South Pacific game was in, um, in Samoa. Okay. Okay. So um, I was supposed supposed to be in Samoa for that South Pacific game, and then uh, right after that, um, I flew back down in the island um, in 2008 and uh, played for our country for for another three games, like three tournaments, wow. and um, I was really, really. Um, I don't know if it's just going to go up on the air or whatever. I don't really care, but, yes. <laughs> but I was a really bad dad. Uh, my son was like only um, one year old back oh. then okay. um, in 2008. And I was a really bad person. Like, it's like, you know, uh, doing a lot of bad decisions. How old um, were you? In 2008. And I decided to be like having a little bit of separated from my wife. And How old were you in 2008? 28. Yeah. So you're still pretty young. Yeah. yeah. So I decided to go down to the island and take a break from uh, from my wife. And so I was working down there and support my family at the same time. You know, even that I make only like $250 like every two weeks, but I still trying to send money over. Yeah. So it was really hard. And um, discuss about myself, like, you know, like every single day when I woke up in the morning, it's like, there's, you know, I have a son and then I'm not there for him. So. Well, I just met you. And whether you think or say that, you know, maybe you weren't a good father, but I, I, I have to say that you must have been because you just said that you were there working to try to still provide for your family. So you your family was still important to you right yeah you know in our human life and culture that i grew up in like in the islands as i um my grandparents raised me mm -hmm. they didn't even raise me with a disrespectful way yeah. they you know they raised me with respect so i always have to respect you know where i'm at or to respect my uh my wife and my son like you know I provide this kid, and then I have to respect him, and I want him to be his dad. I like, yeah. you know, I just don't want him to be like left out or like, you know, some other person's like to take over his, you know, my place. Yeah. And then I don't want that to happen. Yeah. So. Well, so here we are in 2020. You're 38. Or I'm 30. 40. What? 40 years old. Two weeks ago. <laughs> Two weeks ago. Happy belated birthday. Thanks. So here we are in 2020. You're 40 years old. What does the future hold for you as far as soccer? Are you going to continue for another few years? Are you going to, are you thinking about really going into coaching to teach uh, the younger kids about soccer? Um, what does the future hold for you? Mm, 
football is still my like football is my life. Mm-hmm. It's still like um, it's a love of my life. Okay. So wherever football at, I will be there. Um, so uh, to break the ice for that, um, in March we have a schedule for uh, World Cup qualify. And March of 2021. Yes. World, uh, World which Cup, team? American Samoa. Ah. And the World Cup qualify is going to host down in American Samoa if anyone wants to come watch me in the last moments. Are you going to pay for me as a photographer to come down? Because oh, I, I will be there. I'll pay, I will, I'll pay for that. Yes. <laughs> we're, so we are, uh, uh, me and Al, we're going to get some money to put together for you to come down to do that you know speaking of al this character right here you work as a regular what do we call it blue collar worker right now and you two work together we do can i say that he's the senior yeah, I am senior so, because I am 57. He's older. <laughs> and, then, and then he's the, be- the best manager I ever have. Mm-hmm. Man. Al's a great guy. Uh, he's a yeah. great, amazing person. And a musician. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it makes me like, you know, makes me like him more because he's like, I love music. Music is like, it's my life. He knows that. Like, you know, when he comes in the warehouse I'm working at, it's like, I always play my some more music and I'm singing. So, yeah, he's the most um, amazing person I ever met in my and life. Nikki's, yeah, and Nikki's real. I mean, he's the real person. He's the real deal. That's yeah. what I like. Yeah. About. I mean, he's, there's nothing fake about anything that's going on. He's the real person. Yeah. And anything that's cultural for me, it just brings me back. When he, I hear his Samoan music, it just brings me back to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's similar, right? It's yeah. not the same, but it's similar, so it just brings me back. Yeah. I love culture and it brings you back to the yeah. your culture, your roots. Exactly. Yeah. Uh it's I love Al. Oh yes. <laughs> oh, who's not? Yeah. Um, you know, um and that's why I was like, it would it be um would it be awesome if it's like, you know, you guys could come over and watch me play like the last tournament. The I last think... the last end of me. So there is an end as far as a retirement in your. This is it. Semi, hold it. Do we really want to say this is it? Twenty twenty one. This is it because it's like you for know professional play. Yes, I just want to focus more about my family ah, and my okay. life. It's like you know, um, you know, going forward. But it will if my son will allow me. If I still have the strength and the energy. To play one more World Cup qualify, it would be really cool to play with him mm-hmm. in the national team. You know, it's crazy, though, that you say that. <laughs> yeah, 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 with the Griffies. Is that today in sports, people in their 40s yeah. are incredibly strong exactly. and talented. They compete with the people in their 20s, I mean, uh, head to head. And yeah. they do every bit as well, if not better and it almost doesn't matter what sport it is mm-hmm. um the uh, is this the word physicality but the strength that the 40 year old has is is as great as a 20 year old nowadays yeah i think a lot of it has to do with their experience yep mm-hmm. um and how they use their strength mm-hmm. I, I do think the 20 year olds are probably more strong 
and they recover faster. <laughs> but the forty-year-olds yeah. know how to use their strength exactly. a, a lot more. I think that's, that's probably a good way of putting it out. Yeah, yeah. I, I I totally agree. Yeah, I totally agree because it's like the more I grow, the more I getting old. It's like the more experience I get. You mean like, it's kind of like I'm staying away from that because I'm going to get hurt? <laughs> yeah, but it's like the more the more I get old, like, you know, the more I get there, mm-hmm. like, you know, the more experience I get. Like, you know, right now it's just like I play against, like, you know, 20, 18-year-old kids in rugby. But I have the, the experience, like I'll say, I have the experience to use to beat them. Yeah, right. You know, even they have fast speed. And I, they have the speed, but I have the brain yeah. to take care of that. You know where it's going. Yes. Not, not go where it is. You no. know where it's going, so you go there. Yeah. It's yeah. the same thing with soccer because it's like I when I was 39, before I become 40, uh, you know, last year, I played against like 20-year-old kid like in soccer, but I know how to beat them in the, you know, in the way to beat their speed. Yeah. So if you if you have the like in in England, I don't know if you know if this is true or not, but this is what I researched like in goalkeeper wise because I play goalkeeper. If you're not thirty and older, you're not good enough to become a goalkeeper. Hmm. Interesting. Because they're saying it's like thirty and over, you have more experience to play goalkeeper than than younger generations. So that's, huh. that's like, you know, like younger than 30. That's what I heard. So if you're over 30, you're better prepared to be a goalkeeper. Yes. Oh, okay. Then the younger one. Right, because you can anticipate the play. Yeah. It's and probably then, most of it, right? Because that's yeah. basically what goalkeeping is, right, is anticipating exactly. where the ball is going to be. Yep. You're always preparing yourself, and then you always have to be alert. Well, I guess that's kind of like, well, defense and offense but we're I'm now I'm talking about baseball and football f- American football where you've got the quarterbacks who are in their approaching 40 or in their 40s you've got the pitchers who are in their 40s uh, we can even go to the MMA which fighters are now in their 40s in and they they might they could be considered in their prime where 20 years ago mm-hmm. the prime was 20 years ago 20 years ago strength brute strength now we're talking about like you were you two are saying um the the knowledge that you've gained over yeah. the years so um where somebody might a 20 year old might say we got a b c d but the 40 year old goes well i know i know where you're going so i'm going to meet you there and i'm going to beat you there so that's very yeah. interesting as far as uh sports and age goes and uh, your abilities oh you know what in age wise it's like you know um thanks for sticking around there's only about 15 and a half minutes left but like I said in the very beginning, Nikki is now going to um, really get into some personal stuff. So thank you again for sticking around. Please like, share, follow, donate, and listen. There's some emotions, things that I, you know, in age level that I was like, you know, mm-hmm. that like for me personally, 
Um, I don't know if this is like really excited like to talk about it, but it's like, you know, um, I have some, a lot of like, you know, crazy thing happen a long way, like while I'm like playing soccer. <laughs> so like with you know with money wise mm -hmm. the party the you know the, the excitements like you know with women's and then like all that kind of things wait but, a minute we should get into that later yeah <laughs> but it's like going through but going through that it's like you know the most emotion things is like ever happened to me in life is like um uh it was a time that um That was like, you know, that I lose, like, you know, interested in soccer. And then I thought I was gonna, um, you know, to become like, you know, to become suicide. And then I was like, I didn't, you know, know where like I can do that or, you know. But thinking back, I was like, this is like in 2002, 2002, when I was like, really like, you know, emotionally like because it's like my grandpa he was my hero he's always watched me play and then when he passed away in 2000 it's like i wasn't even like the same mm -hmm. so he was my hero like he's like everything to me and when he passed away i was like i got nowhere else to go i have to like you know so i almost suicide in 2002 and um or no 2003 Exactly, 2003. I almost did that, but soccer brought me back to life. Um, I feel like I want to do that, and then some of my friends is like, hey, come over, there's a game that we're going to go play. So it brought me back <sighs> to life. Well, we're without, glad you're back. Yeah, without, yeah without, 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 you know, without soccer, I wouldn't be here now. So. You know, I, I, I see where playing sports playing music, yeah. being in front of people, being recognized, um, and then having a mentor like your grandfather uh, or whoever it might be, when they leave us, mm -hmm. uh, we maybe some of us tend to think that we, we don't have um, that guidance any longer and we start to drift and we might think about... Um, doing something that's not good for us um but but in the end like you said it's the sport you yeah. love the sport so you be really re realize that it wasn't my mentor or my my grandfather whoever it was that yeah. made me play it's actually he made me realize or she made me realize it's the sport and the love that i have this for the sport so i'm going to continue playing this sport because yeah. i love to do yeah. it So that that's that's cool. And so hopefully a lot of people out there really realize whatever that you're doing that yep. you love, it's because you love it, not because somebody's telling you to do yep. it. And I think sometimes you you do it because you want the validation from the person that you're doing exactly. it for. Mm -hmm. And then when they leave, whatever for whatever reason, you can't get that validation anymore. But then I think your 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 mentality switches and it says I they did validate me while they were here and they're they're going to validate me because i'm still going to continue on with whatever i'm doing yeah yeah mike yeah. tyson i want to see you kick some ass oh i saw that you know he's like he's back on the saddle now isn't it 
Older man back on the saddle. I know, but he's going to. He was scary in his time. Yeah. He was uh, a his... scary person. <laughs> I mean, yeah. he did not want to get in the ring with him. He was serious. But he's now, if you see his, um, um, his like, review before his first fight, I think it's, like, what, three more months right now, and then he's going to fight again. I think it got postponed, but then, yeah, I think yeah, you're right. three more yeah. months, and then he's going to fight. You know what's funny as far as Mike Tyson now? I mean, back then, he was a scary guy, but... I think I'm gonna beat you up on the back, you know. But now, I mean, you're like, what? Yeah. But now he's like really serious. I mean, he's like, yeah, I'm, oh, I'm fit. I'm at, when he would stare at you in the ring, I mean, everyone else was talking smack, right? And he would just stare at you. You're going, that he's gonna kick that guy. Yeah, yeah. Gonna yeah. Kill him. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, uh, and then you. You wanted him to because you're going, that guy's just talking smack. And you said, there might just beat that guy's yeah. ass. Yeah. It's. I think it's just like, it's like, it's like some, sometimes it's like, you know, when you think in sport, it's like, it's not entertained, but it's very entertaining. It is. Because it's like, you know, like, like for an example, like in, in football, you know, in American football. Okay, if it's like a corner over here talking a lot of smack about this receiver, and then the receiver beat this corner, and then you see them is like, what did I say? What did I say? What did I told you? <laughs> you know, that's just like entertaining. Yeah, you know? it's fun. It's definitely fun. It's so funny. And on the flip side of that, again, we're going with the uh, the Tyson thing. It's like when somebody's, and even with a McGregor, and even with a. Um, uh, Female, um, Ronda Rousey. Yeah. Rousey, yeah, they lose once, and all of a sudden, yeah, they lose their confidence, and it's exactly. like, what happens? Yeah, but I, I'll bet you they don't even really care if I'm like, you know, a U.S. fighter right now, and then if I lose seven, you know, fight over and over and over. I still make fifty thousand yep, dollars. Yep. Yeah, and you some people remember. it's about dollars. And, <laughs> yeah, some it's like dollars. So it's like bring it on. Yeah, it doesn't matter if I get beat up or knocked out no. in the first round. I was like, hey, I got fifty thousand. Nope, I made my paycheck. <laughs> being at the top, I think being at the top is the. I mean, that's the most stressful. Yeah. If you're right below the top and you're still working it, I think. You're fine there. Yeah. It's just at the top when you're in the spotlight. Yeah. You're going, ah, I don't know if I like this. Yeah. Because you're at this pinnacle where people are expecting you to do something. Yeah. And sometimes you can't deliver that the whole no. all the time. I you think can't. there was something, um, there was a, um, a psych, I, I don't know the term to use, but a psychiatric study on Olympians and champions from the first place uh, winner to the second and third, where they said that the uh, first place person was in stress more and they would worry about losing, so they would perform almost worse, whereas the second or third place player performed better like in the future because they had nowhere to go, but they were shooting yeah, for the top, top type of thing. You always so, want to shoot oh, for the top. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be at the top trying to keep it. <laughs> right. <laughs> you want to shoot for it. So you always want to be in second place. That's why I always tell my workers, I said, I'm not the best, I'm the second best. I'm always shooting for the best. Yeah. So you never <laughs> want to be first. You never yeah. want to be winners. You don't want to be yeah. complacent about yeah. it. Right. As well. yeah. So it's like the same thing with any football player. Like I always go back in soccer or football, American football. If you're a substitute, and then when you're a chance to go into play, 
you have to perform as better as like the first place. Yeah, you have to do that. You know, you have to be the best because you know that's why it's just like all the substitutions are better than the, the first place. Honey, don't worry. It may not have been great this time, but next time I'm gonna do better. And the time after that, I'm even gonna be better. Yeah, you're gonna be better. <laughs> I'm always gonna try my best. Yeah. That's why the, the not the ex-husband, but the current husband is always the best. Okay, yeah. I will take that. <laughs> I better find one and get married. <laughs> oh, so we could. This has been great. So we could just go free flow from here. I mean, I think we got pretty much everything that we want to talk from you as far yeah. as the sport and you, unless there's anything else that you want to add to yourself um, and, and the sport. Um, oh, I'm, you know, the only thing I can ask for is just like, you know, for all the young generations like around the United States or in the islands, like for American Samoan um, um, people that, you know, uh, that they want to become national players. You know, I just want to be, uh, you know, like for them to to have the passion and love for it, like, you know, to come play for our country. Yeah. You know. Now, I don't know if you want to talk about this, but about your sister. Oh, yeah. So, um, that was the other breaking point, but, um, you know, to be honest, it's like I almost brought it up, but I, so, um. You don't have to. Uh, no, I have to. Um, yeah. So, um, my sister. Um, so, in June. Mm-hmm. Um, so, right going back to my grandparents, like you know, to my grandpa, for an example. Um, when I heard the story about my sister that uh, got murdered in Georgia this year, um, I almost drink the death and become like just kill myself for any other reason so um but because she's the youngest in our family okay and she was the most brightest and beautiful you know human being that you know that anyone that you know can you know hang out with or meet or um you know She's she's so humble for anything. She's most very generous, like you know, for anything. Even if she don't have money, she always send like money to my mom. But anyway, she got murdered in Georgia, and I was devastated. And I was about to like do something really, really bad that you know, and like even my coworker would probably like you know Al and Steve. We probably found out that you know I die somewhere, you know. Um, and then I think about it, like what what the outcomes, what can I do to get out from it? Um, because she got shot in Georgia hmm. by her ex boyfriend or her boyfriend. So. And for me, I was like, don't know what the right thinking, what the right mindset, what the right words to say, or the you know the right thing to say. Uh, sport didn't help me. 
Um, anything didn't help me. But my friend was kept telling me, come play soccer with us. Just like, you know, it might help you. So soccer was the only thing that helped me and going to work because uh, Al and uh, and our other managers, Steve, was like, keep telling me, it's like, just, you know, just relax and, you know, take times. The only thing that was helping me to survive until now, from June now, it was my son sitting right in front of me. Because I went over and talked to Al and Steven and say, he's like, hey, think about your family, think about this and think about, you know, what can, you know. But that was the thing that, it was devastated, you know. But um, but other than that, um, my sister is, is like, she's still in Georgia right now. She's in your heart. Yes, but uh, we're trying to send her back in the island, but the airport is like close right now, but we're yeah. trying to get her. But, um, yeah, and a lot of it has to do with COVID, right? Yeah. Because you're still yeah. trying to get her back to yeah. Samoa. Because I, we were supposed to bury her right next to our dad down in Samoa, but we couldn't even do it because it's like, you know, the coronavirus is killing all of us. Yeah, and the airports are shut down. Yeah. Right? Samoa yeah. does not want anybody in. No, no, no one wants to be in there. Well, stay strong. I'm, I'm glad you have a support system like Al and your uh, your work and uh, your love for soccer, football. That keeps you strong, so that's good. Yeah. So it was it was it was the most devastating thing ever. Yeah. You, know? um, you have no idea what's like. You know what what could it be? A great outcomes from it. You know, especially I'm driving two hours every day to come to work and then I was like what is like you know the worst thing that I can do in this distance <laughs> yeah you know especially when I was like you know keep thinking about and then thinking and thinking and thinking but overall it's like I you know I feel like more comfortable right now like and you know because it's like work is helping me my mm-hmm. wife is well, you know, and my son is helping me, and uh, soccer is always like helping me because it's like I play every Tuesday with my friends and family, so it's it's all good, you know. It's a blessing. Well, I I hope that the three of us, this is gonna be on tape or video. I hope the three of us get to do this once or twice a month, every month, just talk about stuff. Oh, we're so definitely. I mean, it'd be yeah. great. I'm in. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely. In. I'm in. Yeah. I'm definitely we're gonna do this over and over. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. me too. Yeah, right. it's so good. It's like it's so awesome. It's excited. And for the beer, it's pretty yeah. yeah. Well I I guess Al brought the beer, but I'm gonna have to uh, get some other beer other than this Voodoo Ranger spicy release. Yeah. Atomic pumpkin. By Belgium. By Belgium. Yeah. New Belgium! Belgium. <laughs> And some chips. I'll put a bowl out here with yeah. chips and candy yeah. and popcorn. Ah, so from here on out, we could just be casual. Do you uh, want another voodoo? <laughs> well, podcasters, that's the end of that show. So I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. And like I said, these two guys, we're going to be doing something every month. Whether it be once a month or twice a month, 
They are going to be a reoccurring guest, and we're going to have a show that we're going to do together on this channel. Uh, we'll be talking about all kinds of stuff. If you have any suggestions or anything like that, definitely send a message, leave a message, let me know, and we will bring it up in our topics. Once again, thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for coming back. Thank you for following. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for telling everybody about Open Mic with Chuck Tuck. And please, if you find it uh, in your hearts or in your wallets, please uh, make a donation. That'll help the channel grow and go. Thanks a lot and have an awesome day.